Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. We're doing what we can every day on this show to help you and your loved ones grow healthier, happier lives. Welcome to the program, my friends, and I do believe we got a good one for you. We are, of course, trying to help you along in life, giving you the tools you need, hopefully, to to stay happy. Today, we're going to be talking about happiness, also talking about gratitude, and as part of all of this, energy. Have you ever just been out of energy? And then when you notice uh, when you're out of energy, you just start to, you know, you just, you're just ornery. Uh, it's interesting. I didn't realize what a big deal energy was until you have these kids when you lose all your energy. <laughs> And then you have to raise the kids, but you start noticing how important the energy level of your child is because they get grumpy. Then one child starts beating on another child, and then the energy fiasco begins, and we're just trying to keep everyone away from each other. So on the show today, we're going to talk about how to maintain your levels of happiness. And we're also going to get into you know some ideas like gratitude and a lot. I think we're going to talk a lot today about energy and how to manage your energy so you can maximize your happiness. And so if you're out there and you know somebody that needs a little help with their energy or they just kind of run out of energy a certain time of day, we want you to, to go get them and, and uh, pull them by the, uh, the, the, what do we call this, the radio? I was going to say this, pull them by the serious and, um, and sit them down and listen to our show because this is going to give you some great ideas. But before we go there, we're going to go uh, do a brief check on all of the news. Now, this is the news that we talk about on the show, the news that pertains to yous, the news that matters to you and your family, your life, just ideas about human nature and the stories that are out there about what's going on in the world. So let's go around the horn here. We got our our incredible group of guys here. Sky, I know, is working on a story right now as we speak. Let's uh, go, Rob. What's your story for the day, your news? News not to usurp the good job that Sam McCall's already doing. Yes, of course. No, and that, that's real news. Did you see uh, spreading, uh, it was big on Facebook this week. No. Uh, talking about this uh, TV anchor who, I wouldn't have called her overweight, but I guess if you look closely, she is. But um, somebody wrote into the TV station and was saying, you know, obesity is a really bad health decision and your physical condition hasn't changed in many years. And I don't think you're setting a good example being oh, on TV wow. like that. And she was just going to brush it off. Well, sure. Yeah. You just got to take it. Thick skin. Well, her husband's the uh, six o'clock anchor. Ooh. And he decided that was a little mean to pick on his wife. So he don't... put it on his uh, Facebook page and a thousand people wrote back and said, oh, that is awful. Yeah. No, you shouldn't let guy pe- people like this pick on you, you know? Yeah. Um, so finally, after seeing a thousand comments, she's lucky she works in a small market. I guess it's this little tiny town in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Makes Madison Did, look big. Not Madison, yeah, Madison not, Wisconsin. You're not talking about our, our Let's not go down that road. producer. Um, the uh, Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> it's uh, probably an hour or two east of Madison. Uh-huh. But being, being in a small market, I guess the manager said, go for it. So she went on TV for four minutes and talked about bullying. What did she and, say? Did she go off? Well, she well, she's very polite about it, yeah. but she said, hey, this isn't about me, but this is about bullying, and there are children out there who wouldn't know how to handle it or have the venue, and so I just want to say it's, yeah, you know, I'm aware of my situation, but... But thanks for pointing it make, out. Make, yeah, you don't want to make people feel bad, then at that point, they're, you know... They're kind of already feeling bad. 
Yeah, so that's spreading like wildfire this week. Now, you know what's cool about that is they – she didn't have to do that. She just is like, you know what? I'm not going to take it, and I'm going to teach a really cool point. I would have just said whatever. So you have the venue to do it. It's an interesting thing that happens in this world where everyone thinks that they have a say, and I'm sick of it. Just kidding. Um, but everybody has an opinion, and the reality is not every opinion matters. And boy, that was pretty gutsy. I kind of, uh, I kind of like that. Would you ever done that? Would you, guys, Bryce? Would you have ever gone on and just said, "Hey, I'm not skinny." I I have this weird love of hate mail, wow. um, and I think she did it the right way. You got to embarrass them. Yeah, and I personally, I probably it. would have posted his address. Like, uh, there's a, there's a, right? <laughs> you know there's I mean? a, there's a scientist. His name's Richard Dawkins. He's a big atheist, and he's not a huge fan of religion. Yeah. And he's made that clear. He's yeah. not a total jerk, but right. he's, he could use a little, um, he could cool off a bit. But people like to write into him and tell him how awful he is. Yes. Um, which he probably loves. Which he loves, but what he does is they're really poorly written letters and things like that. He loves to read them and post them on his post them on his YouTube page, and he just reads them and he laughs at them, and that's really kind of embarrassing to them. Oh, and he gets them all it's riled right. up. What is what is? Oh, wow. Okay, there's some news for you. That's a cool anchor. What's your uh, story there, Bricer? So I like this one. It's the news that the NBA announced that they're putting in flopping. Penalties. Okay, I love this. Okay. Uh, by the way, I love a good flop. What, what's flopping? I'm not Okay. Flopping is when a player will do something. <laughs> Demonstrate it. Uh, Just show us. It's it's do a flop. Sound awful. It's called a, they call it a pratfall. Pratfall in, uh, in, in theater. Yeah. But it, what it, the players are doing things that making it look like they've been fouled yeah. to get a, a certain kind of call. And they get all spouse. elastic body yeah. and they all get all rubbery. Is that the YouTube videos I see once in a while? NBA player also just falls on the ground? Yep. Precisely. Flopping. Okay. It's like a fish. When you bring a fish in out of the boat yeah. and you just throw it on the bo- on the mm-hmm. ground, it just flops around. And that fish is totally faking. It's fine. It's faking. It's not really gasping for air. But. Anyway. <laughs> but. Uh, they they announced that, uh, oh, number one, this is good, okay? In general, this is good. People really complained about last season, how the flopping yeah. was, well, was kind of like, ridiculous. It's bordering on um, Major League Soccer. Right. Which I know is your your favorite sport. I do like to watch it, but if a game gets too floppy, as I like to call it, <laughs> it's just, I can't do it. I can't. I would rather see them just play the stinking game. But that is part of the game. There well, is an art form in the form. There is. In there soccer. are some people who do it fantastically. Yeah. If only they knew how to actually play football. I was um, walking down the hall and Skyler flopped when I walked by him. <laughs> Did someone call a foul on you? Yeah, it was weird. I bet. So they're going to charge. So, but here's the problem. Okay, it's not all all happy news about this. Okay. So, <laughs> in a perfect world, what we would have is uh, refs who are there, people whose their specific job is to say you flopped. Now, be sad or whatever. Let's have a video replay of this. Was this a flop? Something like that. That's not what they're doing. That's not going to work. What they're going to do is afterwards they're going to, what does he say? Chastise them. Um, Following a video review, um, after a warning, these people will be, these players will be given their flopping penalties. Flopping fine. Flopping fine. I think it's an alliteration. Starts 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, then 30, then a suspension. Ooh, so when you're up to the 30,000, you are a serious flopper. You you flop way too much. Wow. 
But at the same time, they're not doing it right there when it happens. They don't want it to impact. It's too subjective. So it's like saying, hey, you just won the championship. Uh, we're going to suspend you. Or uh, oh, we're going to, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to, uh, we're going to fine you okay. $30,000. Isn't that funny? We deal. now, it used to be a sport and now we have to flop and find the floppers. Right. Interesting. Maybe that's a, that's a symbol of our where we're going with our culture. and our Of world. our fake society. We're getting better at faking everything. Everything. I think there should be flopping fines for everyone. You fake, you're fined. Got that, Sky? Got it. Okay. Okay, you got a story for us? Oh, <laughs> you just were holding your computer. I thought you were so excited. Okay, did you hear this one? This is a, this is a really interesting story. Now, any of you longboarders or skateboarders? Yes, Madison is. I was when I was growing up. Madison, you don't want to hear what Rob called you earlier. What? Um, no, don't worry about it. It's um, Anyway, he compared you to a city. Um, oh, no, Wisconsin. He didn't. He, oh. It was a mistake. <laughs> he made a mistake. For that one. Before. But here's the deal. There's long borders, and there's a great video that you've got to go find. And I, if you want to see it, go to my blog at matttownsend.com. And, um, and you can see this video of a skateboarder meets a deer. Okay, so there's these guys boarding down this mountain in Colorado, and as they're just, you know, they're just going down this huge mountain, having a good ride, and along comes, out of nowhere, a deer. A deer, it's like a doe. It's not a big deer. It's not a female a deer. You know, it's not like any antlers no, are going to get messed up No, there's no antlers on this thing. There are antlers, by the way, on the helmet. <laughs> Of the guy that has the go cam behind the guy that gets hit by the deer. But this guy is riding his bike down the – or his bike, his skateboard down the, down the road here. And a deer appears out of the left side of the screen, runs through, and hits the guy. Oh, my god! And gosh. they both tumble. The guy had to have been going 30 miles an hour, don't you think? Oh, he yeah. Fucking, he was flying. Yeah. And they crashed together. And um, they, I don't know. No one died. But, That's really funny. Yeah, actually. but I don't know. What do you what, what do you say when you know you've been hit by a deer? Now I've hit a deer. <laughs> but actually, hit- no, I hit a lady that stopped for a deer. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. She was stopped on the middle of I fifteen, a major interstate here in Salt Lake, and um, she she just stopped for this deer that was crossing. And my car, I don't know. I think it's speed. Um, I couldn't stop, <laughs> and I nailed her. And uh, all my airbags went off, totaled my car. Bummer. And I get out of the car, which is a bad moment because when the airbags go off in your car, you're stuck in this enclosed area, unable to breathe because the car is full of gas from the explosion of the airbags. So I couldn't breathe and open the door. Couldn't breathe, stand out on the freeway. And I look over and there's this deer, one car ahead of me, looking me right in the eye. Whoa. So I pulled out my shotgun and I blew his head off. <laughs> right. No, I don't have a shotgun. But he, he just, you know, he just looked at me like, ha ha, and he ran away. And I got ticketed and a totaled car. And irony, here's the total irony. It was right in front of an REI sports store where, like, does that deer not? And by the way, it was in hunting season. <laughs> so I think so... all the deer were running out of the mountains down into the valley. And um, I told the lady, you could have hit him. It's hunting season. <laughs> and she didn't think that was funny. She was from out of town. Uh, but true story. And so uh, I, have ne- I have hit a deer, I guess, but I've never been hit by a deer. So what do you do when all of a sudden you're hit by a deer? You know, I would just make up a story. You know, just like all those uh, other idiot things that happen. How you did just you go, crash your longboard? Mm, yeah, just... Ah, oh, deer hit me. Yeah. 
really cool. Was for it a big deer? Friends. It was no, it was kind of a doe. It was a baby deer. But I was <laughs> traveling. I hit Bambi. I, was, I hit Bambi. And I heard Bambi. I, but I was traveling Bambi's at a very mother. high rate of speed, and uh, and it knocked me right off my longboard. So uh, there's the human factor. There's the side. Just a few stories of humanity. Now, if you've ever been down, and today you're feeling a little down, just be grateful you weren't hit by a deer on the way to school or work today, because boy, that would have been embarrassing. When we come back, we're going to be getting into our big topic of the day. How do you? Stay happy how do you keep your energy levels up and we're going to start uh, we're going to pick the brain of an expert and figure out how to maintain the energy and the happiness right here on the matt townsend show on sirius xm 143 byu radio can you turn your junk mail into free electricity Find out next. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. At a recent exhibition in Tokyo, the Sony Corporation demonstrated a unique battery that generates electricity by digesting scraps of waste paper. It's modeled on the digestive chemistry of termites and may point the way to a different take on recycling in the future. In the Sony battery, the scraps of paper are mixed with water and an enzyme called cellulase, which decomposes the cellulose of the paper into sugars. In this, the battery is copying what happens when termites digest wood. The sugars in turn mix with other enzymes and give up their chemical energy as electrons. The process takes only minutes to start generating a flow of current, enough to turn a tiny motor. The Sony team says biological batteries like this may become important because they contain no toxic materials or even metals. Thinking even further ahead, the same process might be applied to crop waste as well as paper, since both are made up of cellulose. It could be that old corn stalks will also be turned into electricity in bio-batteries of the future. For Innovation Now, I'm Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. So you'd want to you'd want to bring another shirt than just your Hawaiian one, Dave. Depending on where you go, you won't even need to pack your bags to see the world through the eyes of folk artist Eric Dowdle. I don't care if we go to <laughs> Siberia. Dave's in a Hawaiian shirt with camera and Bermudas. Absolutely. Traveling with Eric Dowdle weekday evenings at nine Eastern on Sirius XM one forty three BYU Radio and flippity flops, <laughs> flip flops. There yeah. we go. You got it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking happiness and gratitude and energy. Have you ever noticed how your happiness seems to drop as your energy seems to drop? They apparently go together hand in hand, but also it might just be that you're a pessimist, right? Uh, there are a lot of things out there in the economy, you know, the world, life in general that can be getting us uh, to feel down nowadays. But some may say, look on the bright side. But our... Uh, our producer Rob Sanders thinks that that kind of optimism may send you to an early grave. All my life, people have been telling me to be optimistic. Is that really possible? You know, the more I think of it, optimism is dangerous. Imagine I wake up in the morning with a big, bright, optimistic smile on my face, and I decide I'm going to go for a hike in the Mojave Desert in July. 
I'm optimistic everything's going to go just fine. So I get out of the car with my canteen and I ask myself, is the glass half full or half empty? You better think half empty. Otherwise, you're going to end up in the middle of the desert with no water and die. It's the kind of motivation you need to remember to top off your canteen before you go. And after a hike about eight miles out there, a rare summertime dark black cloud starts to roll in. Now, an optimist could say, hey, I'm going to stick around and check out the silver lining. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. A pessimist would know clouds are bad. I sit and smile at those silver linings too long, I'm probably going to get zapped. i got to get back to my car. There's an optimist saying, I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can always adjust my sails to reach my destination. Sailing takes me away to where away. Good luck going from Miami to Key Largo once the hurricane starts to make landfall. Optimism can get you killed. Now, don't get me wrong, pessimism can be equally dangerous. If you get up in the morning and you're so pessimistic that you just don't want to try anything and just stay inside all day, eventually that'll give you heart problems and you'll die too. But I really do think pessimism can be incredibly powerful in motivating me to be smart about my decisions. Decide I want to quit my job and start a company? Be pessimistic that it's going to fail, so that way I'm motivated to save enough money to pay my rent. Friends ask me to go bungee jumping? I'm pessimistic that I'll come back from that alive, so I might decide not to go bungee jumping. Hey, that could save my life. The world is a dangerous place, and if you want an injury, it's very accommodating. Even something as benign as a flight of stairs is happy to put you in the hospital if you want it. I hurt myself today. Ouch! So as I drive to work each morning and turn onto the boulevard and start going 50 miles an hour, I'm pessimistic that other drivers are going to be sensible and not pop out in front of my car. So I keep checking my mirrors to make sure I have a B plan. Swerving around other cars is a matter of if, not when, as opposed to being an optimist where I'd have faith in other drivers. And probably know the auto body shop folks a lot better. The optimist wakes up in the morning, sees everything go wrong, and goes to bed at night feeling sad and dejected. A pessimist wakes up in the morning, goes through the day, sees a surprising amount of things go right, and goes to bed with a surprised, happy smile on his face. See, I love that. Uh, You know, you can go sing in the rain and be, you know, naively happy, or you can be struck by lightning. It's smart. It'll save your life. Guys, uh, so pessimism. Now, you're not advocating pessimism. Is that right? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm saying pessimism's good because you set your bar low so that when good Every, things happen, yeah. then you're happy about it. You set your bar too high, you're going to be disappointed at the end of the day. But Gosh. you don't want to use pessimism as That's an excuse not, your main not to try. It seems – you know what? So it can be healthy. Absolutely. I think I think it's healthier than So un- like you optimism. don't need a date. You just you know, just set it low. It well, could I, just be 
the lady at if Taco I decide Bell says, I'm going to die alone, and then I can make a marriage happen between now and then, I go, hey, that's great. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that's cool. So but I mean, if I set the bar all the way around, oh, I plan to have this fulfilling 50-year marriage, and anything short of that, I'm going to feel like I was shortchanged. It's interesting. Now, Bryce has a name for this. What's this called, Bryce? So it's an actual scientific psychological thing called defensive Pessimism. Interesting. There's actually a term for it? Yes. <laughs> Rob just does it naturally. Some people just call it being, you I know. I thought I invented this. <laughs> what is it? Explain it. Just some people call it being a grump, but no. <laughs> a curmudgeon. <laughs> right. No, it's it's a real thing. They're doing studies on it. They're trying to figure it out. And what they're what they're finding is is there's a uh, I don't know, I, I wouldn't I don't want to say good for you, but a not bad for you. Kind of a realistic yeah, pessimist. I mean, there's, you don't want to like be like pie in the sky, head in the sand, ostrich thing. There's – yeah. There's, there's people who in certain types of situations under certain types of stressors that being really optimistic – doesn't do good for them. It just sets a high expectation. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. There, there, there's a whole lot of things in the discussion portions. Of I like that. it. I, I think it's a great idea if you can pull it off. Personally, my favorite is not even thinking about it and just being ignorant to life in general. Right. And if you just are too busy to even notice any of this, you don't feel good or bad. Everything's surprising. At you that feel point. numb. <laughs> Everything is surprising. Ignorance is bliss. But now pessimism is a big deal because I think just some people are naturally negative. So this is kind of a positive negative. But there's a good negative and a bad negative. I'm not saying the bad negative where you stay home. I'm saying the no. good the good negative you're where you're like, go. you know what? This town is full of some really mm, C-plus drivers. <laughs> I'm not going to just trust that that guy pulling out of the Wendy's yeah. there is going to wait for me. You know, yeah. It's kind of a pessimistic attitude to have. But, boy, it sure saved me a lot of trouble. Do you, do you think it impacts um, – you think it impacts your happiness? Yeah. Because it's just managing your expectation. Yeah. Okay, here's one. Did you hear about the study um, uh, about men whose, whose partners, whose wife, female partner, makes more money than they do? Mm. What do you think that would do to your happiness? Um, sugar mama. I mean, that's Ooh. that's a win. That's I, as I far know. as I'm concerned. That, 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 that would be <laughs> mixed, mixed feelings. Like a lot more. That. Let's just say triple, quadruple. You. Well, that makes it a little easier. But what if she also <laughs> pats you on the forehead, and when you go when you walk by, they're there, little fella. That would, yeah. That's the meaning. No, it's not good. But one of the studies that, uh, and I don't see it in front of me, but the study was talking about the idea that uh, men don't usually, especially kind of the alpha male kind of man, they don't usually like that. They feel threatened by it, and it lowers their happiness level. I think they just need to get over it and be you okay like with the, the sugar good thing. mama thing. I'm, I'm just saying I wouldn't hate it. You just, wouldn't hate I it. I wouldn't hate that. That'd be. I guess it also depends when you say triple. Do you mean like the wife has a nice median income and the guy can only pull like eight grand? Because at that point, yeah, I would feel pretty. Uh... <laughs> I actually have a lot of clients that have issues with this that fight over the spouse making more money. Interestingly, though, it's actually the female that feels more frustrated because the husband's not producing enough. Well, I can understand that. Like you want your man to be strong. You want to feel to produce. that. Produce. Hello. Well, yeah, like you want to feel like he's something that you can fall back on. But whereas Bryce just wants to be like a trophy husband, yeah. I mean. Well, and you know what? He's totally playing <laughs> He's the doing part. He's a thumbs up. Yeah, he goes, yes. <laughs> he is a trophy man. Going trophy for the husband. Cougars. You know what? <laughs> yeah, welcome to BYU Cougars. 
Um, no, no, no. No, that's no, a different no, thing. No, no. Is um, <laughs> As we think about this, when, and you think about it, can you turn your pessimism? Well, what are we, are we going to need a better name? Defensive pessimism is uh, careful optimism. Isn't it the same thing? I, I would say that's that's not bad at all. You're that's... just a careful optimist. So um, can we – I mean I, I guess at some point all of our happiness is going to be contingent on us being able to manage our expectations, right? Yeah. So if we're just realistic, so how do we get more realism into our world? Well, does this fit in with the old saying, people who are pessimistic who once say, uh, oh, I'm not a pessimist. I'm just a realist. Yeah. Well, maybe there, there's some truth to that. You know, uh, Sky here's got a, a cartoon that he wants to act out. You and got read a Calvin and Hobbes there? Or yes, what is it's that? A Calvin and Hobbes. Um, it's Calvin sitting in, in school with uh, Susie, and he turns over to Susie and he says, "What grade did you get?" And she says, "I got an A." He says, "Really, boy, I'd hate to be you. I got a C." She's like, "Why on earth would you rather get a C than an A?" I find my life is a lot easier the lower I keep everyone's expectations. <laughs> I think. Isn't that true, though? Okay, so that's our goal, folks. I think happiness comes as long as we are average. C's get degrees. <laughs> they do, though. I got a degree. <laughs> or what my, my buddy says. He says D for done. D for done. <laughs> get her done. So C's get degrees. A's, I guess, just get a lot of expectations thrust upon you. So one way, I guess, on the show to provide uh, more happiness and satisfaction for yourself is uh, aim for mediocrity. Well, or, or as we would say, set reasonable expectations. <laughs> oh, okay. So if you can Goldilocks, get, if not you can be, too high, not too low, not too tall, not too short, not too hot, right. not too cold. We just did that together. <laughs> wow. Okay. See, so this is why I guess we're not the highly trained professionals. But when we come back from this break, we're going to be bringing on a true expert that actually knows how to find happiness. Maintaining higher and better energy is one way to do it. We'll be talking to Sid Hoffman, author, speaker, and just, you know, energy coach extraordinaire right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. For the 2012-2013 season, BYU Radio is your home for Cougar sports. Don't miss BYU football. Touchdown! Cougars take the lead! Men's basketball. Danny's to the middle, and the right hand stop! Women's basketball. Brigham Young University Cougars are the West Coast Conference champions. Baseball. A walk-off grand slam, and BYU wins it! And more. All the major sports, all season long. Only on your home for Cougar Sports, Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Good afternoon, I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Turkey's military has struck back against Syrian targets after a mortar shell fired from Syria killed five Turkish civilians. This is the largest escalation of cross-border combat during Syria's 18-month conflict. Military officials from Turkey say they shelled Syrian regime military targets identified by radar and that they will never leave unanswered such provocation from the Assad regime. An emergency NATO meeting has been called to discuss the attacks. World leaders are condemning the initial mortar attack from Syria and are reiterating calls for an end of the violence. 
Authorities in Arizona are scouring the border area for evidence about the shooting of a patrol agent yesterday. The agent was killed by unknown suspects in the early hours before dawn when his border patrol team responded to a tripped motion sensor. The rugged terrain is making collection of evidence from the scene of the shooting and the surrounding areas difficult. Arizona Governor Jan Brewer has been openly vocal over the incident, blaming federal failure and political stalemate for a continued lack of security on the nation's southern border that is putting these agents in harm's way. Online public school programs have exploded across the nation, but now some school districts are pushing back against the conventional classroom alternative. Public school officials in Maine, New Jersey, and North Carolina have called off new programs for this year, citing large turnover rates, poor student performance, and funding concerns. In Florida, investigations are underway concerning a virtual school accused of hiring uncertified teachers, which may have been part of the motivation for two school boards that have blocked new online school proposals in the last two weeks. The first presidential debate is tonight in Denver, Colorado, and with national polls giving an edge to President Barack Obama, the pressure is on for his challenger Mitt Romney. This debate is seen by many as an opportunity for the Romney campaign to turn the tide in the election, which is now less than five weeks away. Some blame the GOP candidate's recent dip in the polls to a secretly recorded video where Romney essentially wrote off 47% of Americans as Obama voters who could not be swayed. Tonight's debate will be moderated by Jim Lehrer of PBS and starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about happiness and uh, how it is directly related to your health, your body, and your energy. And we're bringing on right now our great expert special guest, Sid Hoffman. She's an author and uh, provides seminars, books, videos. She's got it all. If you can find information about Sid at SidHoffman.com. With that S Y D H O F F M A N. And Sid, are you on the phone with us? I am. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So uh, now, this happiness thing, okay, it seems like a lot of people are looking for it. I think so. <laughs> and uh, it also seems kind of elusive, doesn't it? And maybe we're all focusing on the wrong thing. Well, uh, we we like being happy. It makes us feel energetic. It makes us feel terrific. Um, the there's some basic characteristics of happy people that um, you know most most people that are happy um, have comfort expressing their gratitude. Mm. That's one kind of common thing. So they're actually um, they're are they're they're okay doing it. They're verbal. They they like being grateful. They they and they say it. They like being grateful, they say it, they show it, and, and I think the act of doing any kind of kindness makes you feel good. I and then totally that's agree. Kind of like a B12 shot. Yeah. So part of it, I guess, is uh, you're, you're kind of saying, I mean, it, it just seems like everyone else is out chasing happiness, not by showing gratitude and verbalizing it and serving. It seems like a lot of us are chasing it by just... Um, I don't know, uh, trying to get better degrees, trying to get more money, trying to get 
a lot of other things that maybe aren't going to directly correlate to happiness. Well, all of that is really good. But I think while you're chasing the degree, I think really enjoy the whole process. I have a 23-year-old daughter who's getting ready to go to graduate school. And, you know, she's trying to figure it out, what to do and everything. But the main thing I want to tell her is don't just go for the degree. You know, really, really figure it out, figure out what you want to do, and then enjoy your classes. Actually take classes that make sense to you and help you, but make you happy along the way. Enjoy the journey. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like we th- we see happiness, I guess, as an end instead of just the journey. Right, right. And and, uh, and so some. Okay, so let's get into it. What what I guess what else do you see gets in the way, or what helps us? And then I really want some solutions. What are some ways that we can not only get happiness on your website? You talk about how happiness in the end eventually happiness and a happy mind and a healthy body creates energy. And so I'd really like to get into the energy as well. Cool. What to, so what gets in the way? What are the things that get in the way? What are the things that are just inherently going to produce, I guess, a happier mind and a healthier body? Okay. Well, I think one thing that gets in the way is we create a lot of stress for ourselves. We worry about a lot of things that don't even come anywhere close to fruition. So we really need to figure out ways to de-stress and make them part of our day, whether it's taking a deep breath, doing a yoga class, going out for a 10-minute run, whatever it is. We've got to do something every single day. I think that's a great idea. And when you, um, I know you're really into yoga and exercise. And how do we how do we start doing that kind of more on a daily basis? How do I, if I haven't incorporated that into my life, let alone just taking a breath, how do we start to do it now? What are some Good. tools? You actually have to put it on your calendar. It, you know, it sounds crazy, but in today's busy day and age. I have to put it on my calendar to do it, and I love to move my body, but I make sure that I carve out a time. Like, for example, this morning I did a bring it on class. It was early, I got it done, and I'm done for the day. And I made time for it. I didn't let anything, you know, stand in my way. I knew I had the radio show. I knew I had a couple of other things going today, but I didn't make any excuses. I did it. You just got it done. And um, and I guess that's probably one of the things that's led you. You've been able to climb Kilimanjaro. Is that right? You've been able, you're going to go do the Alps? Yes, I just got back. I just got back on Monday from the Swiss Alps. And tell me about, I mean, so what motivated you to do that? You know, I love challenges and I love fresh air. I think that's one thing that makes me happy. And everybody has to figure out what makes them happy. For me, if I'm outside doing anything with lots of people, um, just beautiful scenery. There were lakes and glaciers everywhere. Mm. I'm like the happiest person, and that just makes me feel more energetic. So you you have to take care of your body. You have to eat clean. You have to move your body. But try to find the thing that makes you <laughs> like the least torturous activity, yeah. the thing that makes you the happiest while you're doing it, jumping rope, dancing, um, walking briskly with a friend, if you can make it a social activity, you're more apt to do it. Well, that, I think I think that's interesting because you're. It seems like you figured it out. How how old were you? I mean, and how old are we when we should be knowing this? Because it's kind of just seems like it's almost you should know it as a kid. Because as a kid, that's when we were doing. We were happy, and we'd go outside and we loved to play and run. And yeah. and it seems like we kind of forget those little basics. Yeah, there's, it seems like it was sort of left our body. We, we got to be too serious. We became fifth graders, and all of a sudden we were serious, yeah. and we didn't like school, and recess was taken away. And 
Um, no, you just you have to regain it. You have to, and it was it was funny. That's how I decided to write the book because I was an elementary school principal, and I was watching my little guys running around the playground having a great time, and I noticed they're running around, they're happy and smiling, but my teachers weren't so happy and smiling. Yeah. my parents weren't <laughs> so were, happy yeah. and smiling. So, uh, oh, isn't we, that funny? They look, our yeah. kids look to us, and I guess that's where they're going to be. And we're just these exhausted, depressed, probably overweight, tired, caffeine freaks. Well, two out of every three of us are complaining that we're tired and overweight. So we're, I mean, two out of three. Yeah. That's really bad. And the book you wrote is, is called All Day Energy. Mm-hmm. And, and so you see a direct correlation between the energy, your energy, and your happiness. A total direct, yes. And I feel like you can't have one without the other. You have to, you, you can be happy for a few moments, you know, a little puppy, yeah. you're petting the puppy. But if you don't have your health and you don't have your, your good night's sleep and you don't have lots of great people in your life, you're not going to be happy for long. Oh, I think you're so on there. And, and, then, and it, you, you kind of need that just to have the energy to deal with the, the conflict. And it seems like Life's just going to keep throwing you curves. That's inherent. And if you had the energy, and I, get, I call it like the capacity, you're going to be able to take the capacity to turn these challenges into something to your benefit. I agree. I think that's, that's really wise. And something simple like drinking a glass of water helps you focus, helps you be you know, more calm, helps your body function, helps your brain because your brain's 75% water. So little tips. It doesn't take... You know, training three hours a day at the the gym no. to be energetic. And it doesn't take big muscles. I mean, I've got them, but I don't like to brag. <laughs> and it doesn't take it because I've got I huge can see muscles. Them over the, the, the can you see them? Can you hear it yeah. rubbing on the microphone? Yeah. Yeah, they're huge. And um, can and, and it doesn't take just perfect bodies, perfect lives, perfect jobs. But you can be the best you. Right, and if you wait till the circumstances are perfect, you're never going to find the perfect circumstances. So it's right. In fact, yeah. Yeah, that's I think why energy is so important. Because just as I coach people and see them come through my my practice, I start to see that they're so tired they don't have the energy to convert life into anything other than just drudgery. And we have to have. I mean, it takes energy. And I think that's why I love your book idea, because it's so many of us just don't know where we're losing it. Yeah. You have to you have to look at what you're putting into your body, too. If you want to feel more alive, you have to eat more live foods. Yeah, talk about that. that you call that eating clean. Yeah, eating clean, eating live instead of all the processed stuff. Yeah. You buy your food that's not in a package. Today I bought some apples. They weren't in a bag. They were just apples. They're so beautiful. Oh, I love apples. But see, I buy them at McDonald's, and they're 50 cents for four slices. <laughs> uh, it's just too expensive, Sid. It is. If you're going to buy your food processed, it'd be easier to just grab one off my tree that I have in the backyard. Uh, I love it. Well, it dumb? takes a little planning. But, you know, I bring a bag. I have this little insulated bag. I mean, I feel like a five-year-old, but <laughs> it's kind of cool. I get to eat what I want to eat during the day, yep. and then I don't have that 3 o'clock, what, do I, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to get it? Um, oh, there's a drive-thru. Yeah. You know. See, that's my life. What is my deal? Um, and does your, by the way, does your insulated bag have the Jetsons on it? It does. How did you know that? I can totally tell. No, because <laughs> I had an insulated bag. Mine was actually a tin box um, with the Jetsons on. All these young punks that are sitting around me have no idea who the Jetsons are. I know who the Do you? Don't get mouthy. 
I know who the Jetsons are. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, you know the Sky? Microwave? Yeah, I know the Jetsons. Yeah, the microwave. Yeah, it's like. Before, I mean, that was before microwave. Hey, yeah. Sid, by the way, let's go back on memory lane for a minute. Do you remember sure. back when a microwave actually sounded like a nuclear reactor? I do. I do. I remember I remember my mom suggesting that we need to get something to test to make sure. That I know. <laughs> mom, why is your hair glowing? Yes. <laughs> Those were the days. Okay, Sid, we're going to come back. When we come back, I want you to run us through a bunch of tools. We've already talked a little bit about eating clean, but okay. I'd love you to get into some more energy solutions. And let's talk about your book. They can find you at SidHoffman.com, S-Y-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.com. And on that page, you can go see her book, All Day Energy. We'll be back with Sid Hoffman right here on The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Improving surgical safety by using airplane cockpit techniques. Next. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. You may not automatically make the connection between them, but an airline cockpit and a surgical suite have a lot in common. And today, that's a good thing. For many years, NASA has helped develop the sets of procedures and routines used by cockpit crews to deal with and avoid emergencies. These protocols are then rigorously practiced in simulations until they become automatic reflexes. The set of protocols and work methods is called CRM, for Cockpit Resource Management. This use of checklists and specific rules and procedures for communicating and problem-solving in the cockpit has made flying much safer over time. And it turns out that CRM works very much the same in the medical profession. A private company in Memphis, Tennessee, called LifeWings, adapts the CRM techniques of airlines and military pilots for use in hospital environments. By reducing errors in communication and promoting problem-solving through similar checklists, hospitals find that applying CRM techniques saves lives. CRM makes hospital operations, from dispensing medicine to performing complex surgeries, much more efficient and error-proof as well. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Rise up and become a corporate sponsor of Cougar Sports on BYU Radio and BYU TV. For information, call 801-422-1448 or email corporate support at byu.edu. Go Cougars! Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, Today we are talking about... Your energy, your health, a healthy body leads to a happy life. And um, one of the things that might be impacting our own happiness is as adults, you know, we all have stress. There's some major stress factors in our life. Our producer, Madison Allred, provides some insight into these feelings that trigger our stress. We have all been there. You are babysitting or taking care of a family member, and the mom tells you, now, when he starts fussing... He either needs to be changed, fed, rocked, or is tired and needs to sleep. Good luck! Slam! The door shuts on your face as a newly freed couple heads off for some time alone. And there you are, stuck with a baby, or worse, a toddler. Suddenly, he starts to cry, and your night from hell begins. As the night goes on, you feel like you should be the one being taken care of. 
Faced with almost certain insanity, the baby finally falls asleep, and you crash on the couch and catch a few Z's yourself. Remember back to an hour ago with that feeling when you were just tired, hungry, or just needed a hug? When you think about it, adults are just big babies. All of these affect our happiness and energy levels in our personal lives. Just go along with this idea for a little bit. Remember when the mom said what could be the issues? All of those translate into the main stems of our adult frustration now. We need to go to the bathroom, we're hungry, we need emotional or mental stimulation, or sleep. These are our catalysts that trigger anger and frustration in our lives. Truly, nothing is more frustrating than waiting to go to the bathroom. It can be halftime at the stadium or trying to find a place to go in the woods, but you always feel like you are on edge. There have even been news stories of brawls at a football game where patrons of the Oval Office were taking a bit too long for some others' likings. Next scenario. You are working and had something really important to do, so you worked right through your lunch hour. Or there's the starving teenage boy who once he hits second period, he just wants to die or kill everyone because he is starving. Being hungry can bring out the worst of us. And admit it, we have all snapped at a family member or friend when we are just hungry. Some days, you just need a hug. You need that emotional comfort sometimes. And it can get pretty frustrating. Also, when you are simply bored out of your mind. I have felt like I just need to scream and to get all of my inner tension out of me. Last but not least, sleep deprivation has strained at least one relationship in your life. You snap at your kid or argue with your significant other before you guys fall asleep. Either way, sleep can really affect your happiness level. Some have even suggested that women often fall prey to more of these pitfalls because if they are stay-at-home moms, they do not have an opportunity to get out of the house as much as their spouses. Well, as we say in my family, if mama isn't happy, no one is happy. Ain't that the truth? Uh, we are just a bunch of big babies that need the same things that we used to need when we were kids. I mean, we always knew when our children were fighting, it's hunger, it's sleep. They just need to get out and move. That's why when we would take long drives in the car, we'd stop regularly and run our children like cattle. And then we'd put them all back in the car, we'd water them, and uh, we'd go for another 100 miles or so. So we're going to bring back our guest, Sid Sid Hoffman here. Sid, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Matt. You bet. Now, you're giving us some ideas on how to keep the energy up. And interestingly, they kind of do follow the same line of eating and movement and, you know, a little mental stimulation. Yeah. Tell us, uh, what do we do? What are, what are some ways that we can boost the energy, you know, and, and maybe take our happiness back? I think we have to find a way to sleep well, because if you're not sleeping well, oh. you're, not, you're going to be dragging for the next two days. That's so true. So I think the most important thing is figure out what works for you. Most people think that alcohol is going to help them sleep better, but the reality is it helps you fall asleep, but it doesn't keep you asleep. Yeah. So you want to you wanna kind of avoid that alcohol, the caffeine, all the fun stuff. Yeah. You want you want to kind of minimize it. You don't want to be, you know, so intense, but you want to have if you want to do anything with alcohol or caffeine, you have to do it first thing in the morning. Right. It's a stimulant, right? Yeah. Well, alcohol's a depressant, I guess, but but caffeine's a stimulant. My wife taught me not to stimulate the children after nine o'clock. Because I'd start <laughs> wrestling with them and she'd get so mad. Like, don't do that. You're gonna ruin my Facebook time. And all of a sudden, I but but it's the same thing. We shouldn't be drinking caffeine. We shouldn't be uh, alcohol. I had a I had a relative that needed to drink his little cup of Nyquil every night, just to put him out. 
Yeah, and then we're creating the hangover the yep. next day. He's still, like, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he's still figuring out, his body is trying to figure out what went wrong the night before. Right. So if we could try to be more conscious of, like, the spicy, the sugary foods, eat them earlier in the day, um, avoid citrus before bed. So, like, having an orange is oh, not a great snack. But a banana has melatonin in it, and it'll yeah. help you sleep. Okay, now, Sid, yes. my mom told me that bananas give you nightmares. You know, she was telling you a lie. My mama's a liar. <laughs> I really did. I thought for sure, don't eat a banana or you'll get a nightmare. No. But the, so that has melatonin. Great. So that really would put you to sleep. Plus it's heavy. You know, it'll stay in your stomach for a while. Yeah. If you want a good snack, uh, like a half a banana or a whole banana and a tablespoon of almond butter, Ooh. that combination helps you, gives you just the right amount of fat, protein, melatonin. You'll sleep like a baby. You don't need NyQuil. No, who needs NyQuil when you got that? <laughs> I've never had almond butter. Oh, it's like peanut butter on steroids. It's so oh, amazing. Is it like that? Is it, but it's like a paste. Oh, and you put it on the banana. You put it on the banana and just pop it in your mouth. Okay, I it's love this. Old time. Good. And what else? What else is like a, what else could put me to sleep? Well, you know, make sure your room is cool enough. It has to be around 68 degrees, Yes. you know, to, re- to really sleep. Some people like lavender. There's a lot of people take a, um, put some lavender lotion on their hands, and that helps them sleep. Being stress-free. So you want to have your planner, all your notes for the next day already done about an hour before mm. bed. You're not like... You know, think of processing your tomorrow. You're already, you know, already put it together as best as you could. And then you just trust. You ask the universe for help. Yeah. You say, hey, give me some ideas while I'm sleeping, but keep me rested. I love that. Now, now tell me this, because this may be a problem. I like to just pull my um, phone out and just let that blue din of the light and just <laughs> let it glow on my face while I, while I read the news and read all about the crazy things that are happening in the world. And and that probably works great for sleeping, Matt. That's probably just yeah. That mm. that lights me up. Isn't <laughs> that so sad? That is well, you know what? We we really it's almost like you really nowadays need to turn that off like no, totally. at least an hour before bed. Um, because it's just so disturbing. But I There's think so it's many- ruining marriages. I think it's ruining us. <laughs> I mean, really, my I, at five, I had a anyway. It's more than you'll ever need to know. But I had a I had a client early today, and I wasn't sure. It was at seven a.m., and I wasn't sure if she was coming or not. Okay. But at four o'clock, I woke up. At four thirty, I woke up. Oh. At five, I woke up. At five thirty, I woke up. At six, oh. I, I woke up every half hour with my mind saying, "Well, I wonder. I wonder if she's coming. I wonder if she's coming." Yeah. And then, by the way, I was still late. Okay. So part of that's, and my phone's buzzing, and I'm thinking, oh, geez, okay. But we got to eliminate them. Yeah, we we do. And and I'm glad you talked about showing up late. That really depletes our energy. When we show up late, when we go through all those scenarios in our head, what if they're there? What if they leave? What if if they think I'm a loser because I'm late? All that really stresses us out. And stressing your, your body out is the opposite of feeling more energetic. Oh, I think so that's such a good one. So all the things you do, try to figure out, like, you know, everybody has, has parts of their day where it seems like they're, they're multitasking or they're always five minutes late or, or even worse, they yeah. forget something. So figure out how to smooth it out and you will be such a happy person. And those are all in your control. I mean, this is all stuff you can control. And if you can get ahead of the wave, then you get to, I guess, reap the benefits of riding the wave. I, exactly. Like the wave is going to come, and if you're ready for it, it will be yeah. fun. But most of us are like paddling out to the wave. When's, oh, I missed that one. And, or they're, and or we got to get ahead. 
or they're standing by the water and they don't even have the right clothes on or the right yeah. tools. They're, you know. Oh, this is the what? This is the ocean. This is the ocean, and we're parked in the parking lot. <laughs> Does um, talk about for a minute, kind of uh, some of that is the mental component because you're getting ahead of it, but get into again some of the positivity and gratitude. I didn't realize what an impact that has on my happiness. Gratitude creates a supercharged boost of energy that attracts wonderful things to your life, and that makes you happy. Also, when you focus on the positive, when you focus on the things that you're grateful for, you move more positive things into your life, more positive people are attracted to you. If somebody has a choice of dealing with someone that's positive and grateful or, or somebody who's kind of grumpy and lame about their whole attitude, you're going to choose to work with a oh, positive yeah. person. See, that's why at the DMV, they don't let you choose. They just give you a number. <laughs> and when true. they call your number, you just got to pick the curmudgeon <laughs> and you might get Mrs. Happy. <laughs> this is really true. They don't give you the choice. But it really, it, what I guess part of this is, um, you're, you're, I guess you're choosing the energy that you want to absorb. or I mean, you're being what you need to be. And then that ends up becoming, you keep using the word attractor. Meaning people will see the goodness in you. They'll see that you're grateful, and everyone would rather work with somebody that will be grateful for that work than somebody that will just be bugged by it. Right, and the whole idea is that we're going to make things easier for other people and ourselves, and one way to do it is to have a really good positive outlook. It's, it's, you're going to have to do, you're going to have to work all day long anyway. Life is, you know, life does involve work. Might as well do it with a smile on your face. That's right. It's interesting as you talk about energy. I mean, you're not just giving us, the, you know, the silver bullet. Yeah, just take whatever energy me now pills.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're saying a bunch of little things from eating clean, exercising, creating movement, mental positivity, gratitude, good, good sleep. It's kind of the combination of all of these that then create, I guess, whole energy. That is, I could not have said it better. You are the wisest man well, that I've talked to the whole day. I'm reading your website for crying out loud. <laughs> I think another thing we could do to feel more energetic is to accept ourselves and stop doing all this negative self-talk. Yep. We, we talk to ourselves in such a mean way compared to the interactions we have with other people in our life. Oh, don't, totally. If we, yeah, we, we don't treat ourselves nearly as kindly as we do the garbage man yep. or everybody else in our lives that we hardly know. It's, it's true. We're so we, good at the put-down. Yeah, and if we just take a moment to you know kind of cut ourselves some slack and be kinder to ourselves, I I just think the world would be a nicer place. Yeah, I totally agree. As Sid, as we wrap this up, um, by the way, some things you need to you need to go look at Sid's website, SidHoffman.com, with a Y S Y D H O F F M A N dot com, or you also created a website called EatPlayHug.com. I did, and that is that's for uh, women over the age of forty to get healthy and stay healthy based on your mom's philosophy to eat well, play hard, and hug often. Yes. I love that. That's got videos on it that they can watch. As we wrap up, Sid, um, tell us, uh, what's the one thing? So if we could only do one thing today, what's the one thing that would make all the difference on our energy and our happiness? Move your body for 10 minutes. I love that. I'm moving it right now, Sid. Uh, I'm moving it. But like you just exercise energy, go do something. Yeah, go do something and do something you like. Turn the radio up and dance. 
um, uh, do a brisk walk, do a run, uh, walk in the swimming pool, do a lap of the water. Um, I love those. Jump, jump with an invisible jump rope, whatever makes you the happiest. And or go climb Kilimanjaro. Yes. <laughs> like you did. Sid Hoffman, you're the best, and we love your energy and your example. Um, again, go to SidHoffman.com. Sid, we're going to have you back for sure. We need energy, and we're going to be giving away your book, Sid. Our dilemma is we we need people to email us because our phones just went down accidentally. So will you email us at mattchat at byu.edu? And Sid is so kindly giving away two of her books that are all based on all-day energy and the 100 keys, I guess, to, to eventually get to all-day energy. Sid, thanks so much for that. And uh, give us a little uh, text or chat or email at mattchat at byu.edu. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius uh, Radio 143. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. changed my life. There are a lot of songs that have changed my life. It's a totally brutal question to try and answer. Every musician has that one song that changed their life. Join Tony Award winner Lea Salonga, American Idol finalist Brooke White, and more of your favorite artists as they explore their lives before and after they heard that one song that changed everything. Watch The Song That Changed My Life Monday nights at 7.30 on BYU-TV. There is so much going on in today's world and even more to talk about. Join Kim Stilson and her guests to discuss the most talk-worthy events, news, and issues, and keep up with the world around you. Tune in for Talkworthy weekdays at 4 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Riot police are clashing with demonstrators in Iran who are furious about the drop of their currency's value against the dollar. Tear gas was fired into crowds who held signs blaming President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad for the crisis and labeling him a traitor. Money changers who were seen as speculators selling the dollar were arrested. One Western diplomat based in Tehran said everyone is trying to buy dollars and it's clear that a bank run is developing. The protesters are seen as a threat mainly to Ahmadinejad and not the government as a whole. Job numbers in the U.S. for September continue to support modest growth of the economy. More than 160,000 jobs were added last month, which is more than economists expected, according to an ADP National Employment Report, though still not as many as the 180,000-plus from August. The service sector expanded at the best pace since March, with, which further suggests that the economy is rebounding. One financial expert described the economy as headed in the right direction, and while the recovery, recovery is in no way robust, modest growth is still good. 
a tax evasion whistleblower who earned himself $104 million in reward money from the IRS has sparked a rush of imitators who are trying to duplicate the success. The new government program to help catch tax cheats has been turning up some long-shot cases, but for the most part, the information coming into one whistleblower representation firm has been very detailed and provided conclusive documentation. The new IRS program began in 2006 and has been far more effective recently since a new policy policy established deadlines on when whistleblower cases need to be resolved. Federal Trade Commission officials are working to shut down fake tech support scams that have netted tens of millions of dollars for the scammers. Most of the fraudulent calls are made from scam rings based in India, which make calls to the U.S., Canada, and Australia primarily. Scammers from six different rings have been posing as support reps from Dell, Microsoft, and even Google, saying that they can scan the victim's computer and fix any issues for a fee, which in most cases ranged anywhere from $50 to almost $500. The FTC has frozen the U.S. assets of all six groups and stopped phone companies from allowing them to call from India with phone numbers that appear to be from the U.S. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We have been talking about your energy and happiness, gratitude, all of these things that uh, seem to lift us and 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 create a little bit more energy for us as well as just some happiness in our lives life's a, it's a tough thing we're trying to deal with and uh, make it through here let me give you some comments from some people on my facebook page um, if you want to make comments about this topic or any topic you can go to my facebook page just look up matt townsend t o w n s e n d And uh, we'd love to hear your comments there. Sandra Stern Easterling said, I was thinking about all three of these this morning, meaning gratitude, energy, and happiness. God gives us everything. Are we truly grateful? If we were grateful for even the smallest things, we'll be happy. Happiness energizes us, whereas coveting and wanting more depresses us and leaves us drained. Uh, Christina Eden says, gratitude lifts the heart in you and others. It is like being freed from a prison. When you are grateful for the people in your life, you have a very different perspective. That alone will allow more energy and happiness. Gratitude brings peace, which can be felt by the people you are around. I'm grateful for all that you have taught me. Um, So go. Go to matttownsend.com, or actually matttownsend.com is my blog, but uh, go to Matt Townsend on Facebook, and we'd love to hear your comments on gratitude and every week we'll be or every day we'll be posting our topics there and you can make some comments if you don't want to be on the have your voice on the radio if you do you can always call us at 801-422-0143 801-422-0143 we'd love to just take any comments you have about the current topic right now gratitude and energy and happiness or uh, you can always call in on other show topics as we're, and give us your insight on those. And again, we're giving away two of those books um, from Sid Hoffman um, about all-day energy. If you want one of those, all you got to do is text us or email us, sorry, at mattchat 
at byu.edu. Matt Chat at byu.edu. Now, as we kind of move on a little bit into another area, kind of circling the one we've been talking about, grumpiness. Nobody likes a sourpuss, right? Well, maybe that grumpiness is more use than you thought, or useful than you thought. Our producer Bryce Tobin has some thoughts that he would just love to share with us. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce's right. I don't want to smile. I'm tired. Work was so rough, or school has me doing so much, or I'm stressed because of blah, blah, blah. I can't sleep, and now I don't have the energy to be happy. Being happy takes so much effort, and I haven't been getting my sleep. Being happy takes all-day effort, and I'm pretty sure I won't make it more than an hour. Happy people have all these friends, and you know what friends have? They have all these needs that they want you to fulfill. There's a big chunk of my daily energy expenditure right there. Also, let's not forget that other people, for some sadistic reason, prefer to meet happy people, and then you gotta talk to them and be interested in them, learn and remember their name, and that takes a lot of energy. And from then on after that, you're gonna have to talk to them. That's why you gotta remember their name. It's quite the energy investment to get to know someone. You know what else happy people do? They always go out and do stuff. First off, this means more people are going to want to meet you and we already know what that can cost you. Then you use up all this energy having fun. And sometimes you have to learn how to do some fun stuff. So on top of spending physical energy, you're also taking up all this mental energy as well. And if you're positive about this outing, all your friends or maybe even these strangers you just met are going to keep inviting you out to do things. And it's all just a compounding cycle of tiredness that never ever ends. It's almost like grumpiness is a social adaptation in response to lack of sleep. If you're grumpy, no one wants to talk with you, let alone meet you. So there's a whole host of energy consumption taken care of right there. Also, nobody wants to invite a grump anywhere. So not only do you get to stay home and not do anything, but you don't have to deal with or meet any new people. And then you aren't out all night losing sleep. Win-win, right? I mean, I mean, right? So to summarize, I once had fun. It was awful. Hmm, all this complaining has really taken it out of me. I think I'm going to take a nap, but, but wait a minute. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Wow, another wonderful rant by, uh, you're not grumpy, you're ranty. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> ranty. We like to make up words on the Matt Townsend Show. I think we used uh, one today. What was my word today? Um, I've got it. Right it here. It was in the T's. Uh, draggy. Draggy. Draggy, draggier, draggyamos. <laughs> oh, that's the is a word. Spanish version. <laughs> draggy is a real word. Um, so we're talking grumpy. Do grumpy people make you grumpy? Yeah, you can definitely feed off of it. I'm sick of grumpy people. It's one of those... You wake up if you're having a if you're having a bad day, but it's not that bad. Yeah, you get up. You have someone in your house who's just uh, not going to have any of your silliness. Yeah, and then uh, that'll that'll set you off. But see, every, it's everywhere. Like, you know, I have a big family, an extended family. I'm sorry. I know, and we, you know, you'll have a family dinner, and you can tell who's grumpy. And, you know, after years, you just learn to just stay away because you don't want to step on toes. You can also tell, like when we go on family trips with extended family, you know, you know who the morning people are. And you know who the people that just like to have fun at night are. And you kind of avoid each other during the bad range. It's like a, it's like a bad, it's just, you know. I wonder what the probability is of somebody being grumpy. Because if it's, let's throw a number out, 20% of the time you're grumpy. 
So you have a family reunion. For every five people you have, one person's grumpy. So oh, yeah. You have a family reunion of uh, 15 people show up any given time. Rob, can three, I? Three people are mad. Can I go to one of your family reunions? Because cause one out of five, that's a fabulous that ratio. That is a great reunion, right? Boy, we're rocking it. My, my number two conservative, I need something like 50%. But <laughs> there are families, I believe, that are just more grumpy. I mean, it's almost like it's not. Don't you think it's not like they're just bad people? It's just they just they're just more negative. Yeah. Well, like sometimes when I have to like I go to a cousin's thing and we're celebrating it and then the other side of his extended family come over. um, I just notice that they are a lot more unhappy, like they will chew each other out in public. Yeah. Stuff like that. And you're just like, why? Like, why? You know, see, I think when you're old, you deserve to be grumpy. Don't you think you have earned, earned the it. right? You've earned it now. But according to what we've been learning today, it doesn't serve you because you're still unhappy. Yeah. Ultimately, when uh, when push comes to shove, being grumpy is not worth. It. I mean, has anyone said, "Man, I'm glad Grandpa was so so grumpy Boy, all the time I before Grandpa. he died"? That was. Do you awesome. remember how Grandpa used to yell? And remember that one time he hit and told us to get out from in front of the television? Yep. <laughs> I miss Grandpa. Everyone always misses that Grandpa. That grumpy old coot. Isn't that interesting? So. Um, grumpiness. Okay, anybody got a favorite grumpy story? Well, what I just think is kind of funny is that I would carpool with this one lady um, to middle school, and she just hated her life. She would speed up when she saw kids crossing the street. <laughs> yeah, just oh, one of those wow. people. She would just complain, complain, complain. She was not a very happy person. She ended up leaving her husband, and but it's just one of those things. Where I bet it was, it was just, his fault. It's uh, educational for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they learn. You go p- grow up playing street hockey, and then you wonder when you go out on the boulevard, you know, seven lane street, you're like, boy, how come the cars aren't stopping? I <laughs> <laughs> guess that's how you could look at it. But it was just, she was always unhappy. And so I just, it's, oh, she would just say some really funny things. Like, uh, we would, her nickname was Scrooge. Ooh. That's what we would refer to. Did she know that? I'm not so sure. Um, I, it, I like uh, Sid's word of attractor. So your your demeanor, your state of being and mental happiness is an attractor or a detractor. So just think of yourself. Are you out there like drawing people to you or are you like quietly shunning them away? I'm a very like a attra- farm tractor. It's a tractor. <laughs> or it could be. Uh, yeah. We are very attractive thing. people here. So I think um, it's safe. <laughs> Well, at least, okay. Like a farm tractor, people <laughs> no. say the personality's a real drag. I think, I think you guys are missing. Okay, we're missing. But no, no, attra- de- attracting. I'm starting people. to get grumpy. <laughs> For crying out loud. You guys drive me crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really interesting. We have six kids, uh, and my wife and I. And in a house, if we're going to go to Rob's stats, um, in a house with all these kids, you're just going to have one grumpy. We can't even choose where we're going to dinner. Because the grumpy one won't like it. And then there's the dominant one that's just got to have it. So just shut it. We're going where I want to go. Um, and so do you guys see that in your families? Is there Or is there just like a permanent grumpy? So we rotate. Our, our role of grumpy rotates. It's, do you have a permagrump? We, no, we have little kids. Yeah. So I don't know if it's grumpy. I don't know if it's I decided to be a control freak. But... Uh, it's weird. They, the, the, the meal thing makes perfect sense, though. No, totally. You, know, you notice you, your default example was going to dinner. That's because, according to Madison's theory, yeah. that we're all just grown-up babies. We're hungry. Yeah. 
I, or I bet sleepy. you nobody fights afterward where you're going after dinner. Well, you probably since you're I all think, going home, but yeah, I think it's the seven dwarfs, <laughs> right? Grumpy, uh, sleepy, oh. sneezy, dopey, dopey. When That's... you're just having a dopey day. I, yeah, I've got a few dopeys. Do you have a dopey? My... What were the other ones? Uh, uh, happy, happy, sneezy. 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 Dark. Slurpee. No, Slurpee's a drink from 7-Eleven. <laughs> Sloppy. I have, no. I have like three on my fingers right now. So there's people out there right now like, oh my word, you do not know the same <laughs> Doc. There's Doc. That was my first. I don't know what Doc's got to do with it. Bashful? He's bashful. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yes, even though. So that's social. He's got social problems. So that's why he's grumpy. Well, Doc has like a stuttering problem, so maybe was Doc the stutterer? Yeah, maybe that's just. Well, I like think that's social. why he compensated with his education. Yeah, we're working it. So um, mental stimulation. Um, so bashful, we already got that one. Sneezy, he just was sick. Skippy, no. Um, there was grumpy. 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 So that's just being grumpy. Uh-huh. So we're up to four. Um, sleepy. Sleepy. He's tired. Snotty. Was snotty in there? No. no. And then there's dopey. Sassy. No. Dopey, and then we're missing one. It's probably someone not there that's like no. wanting to yell it to us. Cr- but Cl- clumpy. I know we're gonna try to look it up. But there's um, there's one that we're missing. Uh, uh, it'll probably be like a really sweet uh, little dwarf. Poor little dwarf. Um, Zumba. E. No. <laughs> we're missing a dwarf. Oh Somebody find the dwarf. <laughs> One got... of the seven dwarfs. Okay. Happy, sleepy, sneezy, grumpy, dopey, bashful, and doc. Yeah, we didn't get happy. Did we not say happy? I thought we, we said happy already. I don't remember. Oh, I don't think in my okay. cat we said happy. Well, um, I like it. Now, one more thing. Did you just notice, don't you think grumpy and grandpa are close? You know, both Those... my grandpas are very, very happy Maybe people. they have the same root. That's what I'm th- I thinking. The same Latin root. The entomology. It's probably mm-hmm. similar. A well-fed grandpa is very happy. Oh, and a well-slept. <laughs> that, that's the main. Yeah. If he can find his sleep, teeth. Yeah. If he can't find his teeth, get out of the way. <laughs> you do not want to mess with grandpa when he doesn't have his teeth. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, have we got a surprise for you. We're talking music, our favorite motivational songs, and how they change our energy and our happiness right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Rebar doctors are here, repairing concrete structures without drilling one hole. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Our bones get more brittle as we age, and so it is with many reinforced concrete structures. The bones inside the concrete are steel reinforcing bar, or rebar for short, and rebar can sometimes rust and get weak even deep inside concrete bridges and other structures. NASA has studied and fought this process for a long time. Kennedy Space Center faces constant attack from the salty ocean breezes. Salt water penetrates the concrete and evaporates, leaving salt crystals that grow and pop layers off the concrete. Then, the rebar loses ions in a slow chemical process over time, leading to corrosion from within. NASA teamed up with the state of Florida in Sertreat Holdings to create a liquid treatment for concrete that's like fluoridating your teeth on a huge scale. 
The mixture penetrates deep into the concrete and restores the ion balance and high pH of the concrete, stopping rebar erosion cold. The treatment is environmentally safe and can be used on things from roads to runways to bridges and buildings, saving millions in future repairs. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. This Friday, join us for a full night of Cougar sports here on BYU Radio. First, the BYU women's soccer team, ranked in the top ten nationally, look to continue their winning streak as they enter conference play against Santa Clara, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Then stick around as Bronco Mendenhall's football team take on the resurgent Aggies of Utah State and their head coach, Gary Anderson. Kickoff scheduled for 10 p.m. Eastern. It all begins this Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time here on the home of Cougar sports. Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Welcome back, chickadees, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about um, energy, happiness, gratitude, and uh, we put together a feature for you today that I think is going to knock your socks off. Uh, Roberto Sanders has put this together. It's not going to knock their socks off. Oh, I think it is. We're talking about our most motivational music themes what do we call but the ones that we're too embarrassed to share with anybody you know the ones that you're in the car you have your ipod connected or whatever your favorite cd mine's can't mine's too old for my ipod and you're in the car alone you play it for yourself you think hey this is great you know you jam out to it you've got your reasons but when somebody else is in the car he goes oh yeah sorry i don't know how that that (laughs) got on there these are embarrassing I think we should shame you first, Matt. You want it? Well, mine, I think, is pretty profound. Just play it, and then this is the song that I grew up on. Smooth jazz. (sighs) I am one, hear me roar, in numbers two, (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) Dude, I know all the words. What's Listen to I'm a woman. Helen Reddy. This is the feminist anthem. <laughs> this so drove funny. the feminist movement. Listen to it. It gets. Just keep. Listen. Okay. It's pretty catchy. Let so, me tell you why. Yeah, Matt, why? You are a woman. I'm woman. Hear I me hear, roar. My I hear pa- you roar. My parents divorced. <laughs> I was raised by the most beautiful mother on earth and three sisters. And they would play this song every day, and I would listen to it as a six-year-old. And I had no idea what it meant, but I would sing along with the eight-track. And then later in life, somebody told me that that's a feminist anthem, and you're not a feminist. You're a manist. <laughs> and so I realized, okay, so I've learned the feminist anthem. I know all three verses. <laughs> I proposed to my wife with this song. Okay, really? No, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it motivates me. It just brings back good memories of, you know, all the putting up the posters for the movement and um, raising money online. <laughs> online. It really is. It was my mom's <laughs> anthem. So, anyway, that's how my sisters warped me. Anybody else got a really I can't embarrassing say song? I'm a whole lot better with mine. What's yours? Oh, I got to hear it's this. It's from the 1990s. And to my credit, it's, it, the backstory of why is 
I was getting a ride. I was in Portland, Oregon, and somebody was driving. I wasn't driving. I was sitting in the back no, seat. The you were kidnapped. No, but uh, they went 95 miles an hour on the 405 in Portland. Whoa, that's speeding. If you've ever been through Portland, Oregon, you know, it's this little tiny urban freeway. It's not for any faster than about 55. <laughs> Jamming out to this. <laughs> Love it. I have memories of this song, too. <laughs> what are your memories? I don't want to go there. <laughs> I mean, the, and you were just jamming in the back seat, yeah, scared it, to death. it came on the radio, and so you're going 95 miles an hour. I mean, he gets off. There's a ramp that goes north to St. Helens, Oregon. He blows through a yellow light. I'm just going, you know, you almost in died. It. But yet, yeah, and so now, you get in the car, and you go... This music comes on and you think, yeah, I'm going to drive 95 miles an hour. <laughs> I don't know what it is. This makes me want to speed. <laughs> what if you died to that song? <laughs> Talk about <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> the paramedics show up and this is playing. <laughs> what happened? They were speeding on the 405. Okay, that's embarrassing. Who's got one? Who's next, Rob? Uh, Bryce. You let's want... do Bryce. BT. So I'm sure it's Michael Jackson some or other. Let's find out here. No. No, it's it's not. It's a little worse than that. Are you gonna? Are you you want to play it right now? Anybody recognize <laughs> Mulan? Let's get down to business. Look at him shake so, it. So okay, this one. <laughs> I can see you running around jumping off your couch with a sword. <laughs> Is that true? That's totally it's, true. Okay, anyone anyone who says this does not pump them up is a liar. Okay, and they need to go home. All right. Or is not a Disney. Weren't fan. you old enough to drive when this song came out? No, no. Oh, I, was, I can. See I don't know you, how old I was. Wearing like your 11. little jammies. But here's the here's the story on this one. So I was living in Houston. Okay, going to Stephen F. Austin High School with probably the worst football team in the world. Okay, but uh, I was working. Uh, I had I had duties to attend to with the football team. Okay, mm-hmm. and. The guys had this huge playlist that they would play when they were working oh, out. Oh, yeah. We will rock you. Yeah, champion. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah the stuff you'd Queen, expect. Yeah. And then this one was in there. Yours. So you'd see these. <laughs> I may or may not have you know, pushed for I it. I can see you pumping um, up to a Broadway show tune. And so I I was exposed to these <laughs> these football players who were working out real hard to all this heavy stuff. And this song comes out and just like the energy just exploded in there Boom! when this song came on. Who would have like, thought a football get- team would be amped by Donny Osmond? Exactly. Let's get the Huns, you guys. <laughs> oh, wow. So this one is burned in Dude. my head. As something to get I'm pumped feeling up to. it though. I'm feeling it. Can't you see this at the beginning of like the Chicago Bulls game? I'd watch that game and have everyone just cheering. Oh wow! You know what? Like it, like it. I'm feeling it. Okay, Madison, are you up? Yep, that'd be me. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I can only imagine. I bet this involves I like a 35 year old man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let's oh. go, girls. <laughs> Yeah. Sing it. <laughs> hey, we're doing one. karaoke on the Actually, Matt Townsend show. That's why. That's like how Did I Did you karaoke it. this? No, no, no. So when I was younger, my sister and I had this light blue or purple karaoke machine that had a disco ball in it. Yeah. And this was the only tape that we had. And so, pretty much every night, we would rock out to this song. You had to get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Why. 
It's it's definitely a good one. You know what's interesting about it too is um, I had a client that was so in love with Shania Twain he had bad thoughts, and so this <laughs> song um, he was not allowed to listen to anything with Shania on it. That is not good. Luckily, I do not have bad thoughts. I just whenever I it's hear the song, it is ingrained in my head that I have to sing. Because I grew up. Well, you you went right to it, by the way. You just grabbed that microphone. (laughs) You know, I didn't see a jump like that to Helen Reddy. Mm, Yours all had kind of a better beat than mine. My song? My other song was Mamma Mia, but I didn't want to play that (laughs) because it's ABBA. Sky, do you have one? I I told Rob one. It's kind of really embarrassing. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) What is this? I can seriously rap to this song. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> Are you going to rap? Nicki Minaj you really is the name of the uh, This is new. Yeah. You're going to you're gonna bust some words here? I, bust I some lines is, for it. This is the chorus. I can't rap during the chorus. Well, who can? It's a good one. You know... You can't go this early. This is new. I got to admit, Skyler, that's probably not. That's not fair. Your average 20 something old guy is going to jam out and and admit to. (laughs) Hey, I go to my favorite one. What's my favorite one that's on YouTube that I watch that you guys know I watch? Oh, the Gangnam Style? Gangnam Style. Whatever, how you pronounce it. That's my favorite one. That's a good one. A lot of people. Korean guy? Yeah, he's South Korean. Yeah, I didn't know that I was as hip as that, but. I'm totally hip and I, down. I introduced it to you a week ago, and you've listened to it like oh my heavens, forty thousand times. Well, I, think, I personally just on put personal one million account. views just on my own <laughs> well, YouTube yeah. account. Gangnam Style, I really think, is karma because you think all the songs America has given the world, Macarena, oh, yeah. Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've Bryce got is all shaking these, his head. All, the the rest of the world has just absolutely eaten up and suffered under. American stuff that they don't understand the lyrics yeah. to, having to uh, get uh, dumped on their country. And so it's really actually, it's kind of karma that for the first time ever we've had uh, another country, in this case it would be South Korea, Corrupting return us. the favor yeah. to us. And so you have a bunch of Americans, including Matt Townsend. I love it. Who are sitting there bobbing their head out to something. They have no idea what they're singing. Do you ha- you don't happen to have it to play right now, do you? I might. We should end the show yes. We're going to end the show yes. on this one. And I want you, as you listen to it, just notice what it does to your energy. Tell me this doesn't bring the joy to life. This is so dang catchy. I You're shaking it. your hips. I don't understand a word he's saying. Just wait for the chorus. <laughs> it says sexy lady one time in there. Does he? Mm-hmm. It does have a... This is a dance song, totally. We're dancing. Okay, folks. You noticing? Energy. The energy creates happiness. We're rocking right here in the studio on the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back next week. All Actually, the rest of this week, Monday through Friday, right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Open Gangnam Style.